You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela setters Vassard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Good morning, because it's still morning. This is A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today. And I have the famous Samantha Headley on the wavelengths with us this morning. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. I'm getting better. I think I'm sounding more and more excited every time that we talk. Yes, absolutely. And Samantha has a guest with her today, Rusty the Fish. <laughs> That's like, hi, 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 Samantha. How are you today, Samantha? He is staring at me and it is freaky. I don't know. I mean, I have to turn away. I don't know if I can work under this type of pressure with an audience. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for showing up today. Uh, we always have to do a little business, a little housekeeping. If you have not subscribed to this show, please hit that subscribe button. Tell all your friends and family about the amazing tips and information that you're learning from this show. Now, as you know, or if you didn't know, last week we were talking about statements and the things that you need to pay attention to, the things that you need to know, and the very reason why it's very important to monitor your credit so that if you don't pay attention to your statement, you get an alert from your credit report. Now, last week, we talked about two different types of statements. Um, we talked about a credit card statement and what you needed to look at when you're looking at that statement, how things are reported. And then we also looked at a mortgage statement and why it's so important to look at the details on your mortgage statement, specifically if you have several different mortgages and or loans on a specific property. So friends, today, as I promised you, we're going to go over a business credit card, as well as looking at an auto invoice. So Samantha, let's start with what you have over there, because we're going to be talking about this um, invoice that we have. We're not going to say the name of the company, okay, because they ain't paying us. Not yet, that is. <laughs> But, <laughs> but uh, let's look at this. And, you know, what would you say is the most important thing when you personally look at your bills and statements that you receive? What do you always pay attention to? Well, I'm always paying attention to the payment due date. Um, I'm always interested to know exactly the amount that is due and what is due. Um, I know specifically for my auto loan, they're a little bit finicky, I guess you could say, that if my, you know, my payment due date doesn't change, but they have this 10-day grace period that they like to uh, let us have to make payments. And so I'm mm -hmm. always looking to make sure that everything matches is up that the interest hasn't changed or that there hasn't been any adjustment. I know that sometimes taxes can change on auto statements. So I'm always just yeah. looking to make sure that the exact amount that's set up because I have my on auto pay, but something working at Conquer Credit has taught me is never trust your auto pay always. That's check it. right. So yes. I'm always um, just checking to make sure that the amount that I have scheduled to be paid matches the statement that I have received um, for that month. So the due date and the amount due is always the first thing that I'm looking at to make sure that my accounting matches up. That's great. Now, I'm sure because you are in that millennial phase that you don't have any paper statements, do you? Uh, paper does not exist within my house. I have great apps. And then I also have other apps that are set up that actually tell me um, 
when a new state it's connected to all of my um, accounts and it will tell me when a new statement has been available, the due date and the amount that's due. And I get email reminders from both my creditors and that app. So I have a lot of systems set up, so I don't need paper. That's right. (laughs) And you know, what happens if you didn't pay attention to those alerts? Oh man, we had, you know, one client, I was just talking to him today where he has a new mortgage late payment because he signed in to the, to the, you know, to this great website that they have and he too, yeah, a portal and he too does not uh, get paper statements. And he said that all they said was the next payment was due and never said it was past due or anything. Um, And then I said, well, you know, did you do you have proof that the payment cleared? And he was like, well, no, it it never cleared for my bank account. And I was like, well, my goodness, like, how do you not know that a $2,500 payment hasn't cleared from your bank account? Like that's super important. So I am always double checking and triple checking um, because these statements are so important because they tell you what you paid and when you paid and you know, what, what your money went towards. And you can't just count on technology because technology isn't um, infallible. Like, you know, everyone makes mistakes. So you always want to be double checking. Yeah, 100%. And friends and fans out there, one of the things that we talked about last week is that a reminder, whether it's through technological means, and or if you get paper statements, those are a courtesy. They are not required. So when you sign this contract to buy this car, one of the things that it says in small print in this contract is that you are agreeing to make these timely payments on a monthly basis. And it says on the contract, typically when that's going to be due, but it really also depends on if that particular company, because we're talking about cars right now, if you leave the dealership and they're shopping your loan. So it's not good enough to just say, oh, you know what? I didn't receive a statement, so I'm not going to pay the bill this month. Right, Samantha? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you cannot do that. When we call these creditors and we're saying, hey, well, they never got the statement. They're like, okay, but you bought the car. Right. (laughs) You knew you had it. (laughs) Like you knew you had a car that you weren't making payments on. And that's why it's really important to to make sure that you are getting your statements, though. It's it's important that you're getting them. It's important that you're receiving them. I know we have a few clients who are very old school where they sit down. um, You know, Mr. Broussard himself is like this, sits down once a week and goes through all the statements that he receives and and organizes them and pays them. And, you know, whenever you're managing multiple things like, you know, like a business and you know, different mortgages and investments and things like that. You always want to make sure that you dot your T's and cross your I's and that you yourself are dot your T's your and knowledge. cross your I's. <laughs> oh man, I told you my dyslexia is real. You don't want to believe me. It is a real thing. Oh, that was cute though. That was cute. I love that. No, didn't even catch it. Keep it. You never brought it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyways, that no, but that's really good. Because you know, whether you are like Samantha said, whether you're someone that has to touch paper, I mean, you know, my husband uh, and I were just talking about this, how a lot of people nowadays, they can read things on their phones, they can read things on their iPads. And there's a lot of people out there with the school of thought that they want to hold a book. They want to turn the pages, you know, so whatever your preference is, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you must pay attention. 
Now, even so, when you don't get your paper statements and you're getting digital statements, some of the things that you want to pay attention to. So let's go over this statement that we have, Samantha, and let's talk about these different things that are here and why it's important to pay attention to these things, specifically if you have more than one car payment that you're making. So what would you say? Let's break this down, Samantha. Go over the your account information. Well, at the um, top of each statement, you're going to have your full account number with um, whomever your creditor is. It is not always um, the credit, the account number that you see on your credit report. Also, the cre- the account numbers on your credit report are actually mixed up. So this is your true account number that you need for payments, for when you call, um, especially if you're mailing out checks. You always want to include this number on that check so that they can refer to it and correctly apply it. Yes. Um, And then you have your vehicle description, which is always required as a security measure whenever you're calling and also to verify that all the information that you're getting is related to this vehicle. Like Angela said, if you're a person, you're like, I love Chase, so I do everything with Chase. So if I'm calling, you know, Chase regarding one car or another car, I need to make sure that I have the vehicle description so they can know which car I'm trying to get the information on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have your VIN number, which is the vehicle identification number. Um, and this is really important for all things with your vehicle. As uh, many of you probably know and have experienced, you can't really do much unless you have a VIN number. Yeah, especially so, your um, warranty. If something goes wrong with your car, you need to have that number in order to, you know, exercise whatever rights you have under your warranty, whether it's, you know, your radiator or whatever it is with respect to your car. I personally love that this is a feature on the statement. Um, It wasn't something that I initially knew before purchasing my own car um, years ago. But whenever I realize that it's on there, I feel like it's such an easy place to go and get it um, and know that it's there. And I feel like it gives me that assurance that whenever I need it, I'm like, okay, I just need to look at one of my statements. Yeah, even for Um, your insurance, because when you get insurance on your car, that's the one thing that they need. Yeah, especially like if you're in an accident or something, they're always looking to verify that it matches up and it's super, super important. Um, The next thing is the statement date. I do believe that um, on the statement date, um, Angela, you can go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think it doesn't change for auto for auto loans, like I think your statement date from the inception of the car yes. is always going to be the same. Yes, it, it's when you get the loan. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And th- and then under that, you have your payoff amount that says good through and then it will have the amount um, and then the date that it's good through. That's super important if you're looking to sell your car or buy your car outright. Um, you almost always have to call and get a uh, 10-day, three-day payoff amount um, because that obviously changes as interest is applied and payment are applied. Um, So this is a great reminder. I love to see this because I love to see how much I paid down my car. I love to see how much I owe. Um, I like to always look at this to see what kind of options I may have available as far as possibly, you know, purchasing a new car. And I just love that they offer this information. And then below is just their contact information. So their customer service, their hours of operation and their, their website, which obviously is important because if you got questions... Yeah. You know, who to contact. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Now, the next uh, part of this is the transaction details. And one of the things that you're always going to see and why you need to pay attention to your statements, guys, is this is going to tell you when you made your last payment. 
Okay, so when we look at this statement here, we're seeing that the last payment was actually made on time, even though it was made mm -hmm. right the day before on time. So we're going to be having a conversation <laughs> about that. Anyways, that was a sidebar. <laughs> okay, because as you know, I'm looking at my own statements. Okay. <laughs> well, and I know that you love to be early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. But, but the great thing is, is that what you can see here is that the payment was received and processed and it says thank you. It tells you the principle okay, of the payment that you're making and the interest. And that's always really important to look at. And friends, if you have really good credit, one thing that you're going to see is that that interest payment is going to be super low. So unfortunately, if you have challenged credit, what you're going to notice is that your interest payment can be kind of high. Now, if you have a 0% interest rate, Obviously, it's going to be super, super low. If you have a 16% interest rate, mm, not going to be too good. Okay. So the other thing is, is that in this particular section, what you'll be able to see is if you missed a payment. So I always tell my clients when they say, you know what, I didn't even know that I missed a payment. And my, my answer to that is always, well, did you look at your statement? And of course, everybody always says no, because the thing that I see people doing, Samantha, is that what they do is they just look at the amount that's owed. They don't even look mm -hmm. at if there's a late fee or if there's any other charges on this particular statement. They just write a check. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's what I was kind of talking to you about with that client, though, is that he looked at the amount due and he said, well, the amount due is the same that's due. So he said, I never clicked on anything else or looked at my statement to see if the payment went through because I'm just seeing what's due for next month. And unfortunately, in some of these portals, it just tells you what's coming, not what's happened. But if he was looking at a statement, he would see that the payment for the previous month was never received and that payment was due, a late fee was due and the new payment was due. Yeah, very, very good information. So that is uh, uh, concerning an auto statement. Okay, friends, mm -hmm. not really a lot of rich information that you need to know with respect to that. But it, it is good to know and understand all of the details that we just spoke about with respect to this particular statement. Now, moving right along, what we're going to be looking at now is actually a business credit card statement. And once again, paying attention to the details is ultra important. So Samantha, why don't you go over the left-hand side of the statement? Let's look at that. Okay. So, well, just kind of as a review, the first um, top left of the statement will have your um, name as it appears on your card um, and then your full name underneath. Um, and then it will also have how long you've been a member and then the account number ending in. And I think this is the most important, especially for people who have multiple um, cards with the same bank. Um, a lot of times this, what we're looking at now is an American Airlines card. And what a lot of people don't know is on your credit report, um, it actually just says the bank that backs it. So like this is a city card, but it's actually an American Airlines card. So a lot of clients will be like, well, that's my American Airlines card. I'm like, okay, um, I appreciate that. And I definitely can empathize with that, but I actually have no idea what that means in terms of looking at the credit report. I need more information. And so this is something that can really help identify the different cards that you have um, with a bank because they might all be MasterCards, but the last four can really help you identify what card that is. Um, the billing period, which I think is the most 
underrated piece of information that is on a um, statement date because yeah. or on a statement because it's so important so much matters with these two dates and i think it's so underrated and so undereducated about but it has your billing period which this one says um july 29th through august 28th and what a lot of people don't know about the billing period that's so important is the balance on your credit report is the balance when this billing report reporting ends. So the billing period is 729 through 828. That means the balance on your credit card on August 28th is going to be the balance that reports to your credit report on August 29th. Yeah. And that's, and, and we call that so the closing statement date. This is when this particular statement actually closes. It's kind of like a batch report. So that information is reported to the credit agencies. Now, Samantha, I have a question. Would mm -hmm. you say that everybody that has a Citibank card, um, specifically uh, an American Airlines card, that it reports on the same date? No, and it doesn't report mm. on the same date, even like, okay, like, let's say your statement date next month. Sometimes I've noticed with some of my cards, it's off by a couple of dates. Also, if you change your payment due date, which you have the ability to do once, um, if you're like me and you're really crazy about when your stuff is um, due and you like to have it all due on the same day, um, so you don't spend money. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's so important to notice what your statement billing period is per card, because it's also not the same. If you have, I have three Chase cards. I have my uh, Amazon card, my regular Chase card, and my Southwest card. And all three of them have different billing periods because I open them all at different times. And then I've changed the payment due dates on two of them. So it's super important to know your statement period for each one. And then also because um, that's what you get charged interest on too. So, you know, when you have like payments and things inside that period, it really helps you know what to expect in those important dates. So you can make your large payments before the statement closes so that you have a low balance on your credit report. Yeah. And hence why it's really important for a lot of people to, like you said, call the bank and change when your payments do so that you can set things up guys, because this is all about planning. And we've talked about it so many times when you don't have a plan, man, Unfortunately, a lot of different things can come into the picture. And so changing the statement date and having it due on the same date with all of your particular credit cards and or your mortgages or whoever it is, it makes it so much easier to track for those of you that are super busy. So basically what you're doing is two times a month, you're sitting down and you're making sure A, that your payments are going through specifically if they're on auto or you're sitting down and you're writing checks. And then the other portion of the month is checking to make sure that those payments have cleared. So this can make things super, super easy for you. Go on, Samantha. So um, also, so just kind of breaking down to Angela, kind of what you're saying is that if you plan to succeed, like if you take the time whenever this one time a month, or even if you're listening to this podcast and you think, okay, I'm going to do this today. And you take a, and you take the time to list down your payment due dates to contact these creditors and arrange things in a way that works best for you. Like, um, I get paid twice a month on the same day, every month, 
come, you know, winter, summer, fall, it doesn't matter. So that makes it easy for me to plan these two times a month, you know, on the 5th and the 20th of every month, I'm going to sit down, make sure that these payments went through, that this is coming up, that all of this matches. And if you just really plan for that, you can be successful. And looking at these statements helps you plan, print them all out for one time and start writing stuff down because then you have your minimum payment due date. Yes. And your minimum payment due. Every credit card, um, I won't say every credit card, 95% of credit cards all have a minimum payment due. I always recommend clients to put their cards on auto pay for the minimum payment due because the minimum payment due, depending on your balance and everything like that, is usually a fraction of what you're actually going to pay. Like for this statement, our minimum payment due was $55. So no matter if you're traveling, if you're going anywhere, nine times out of 10, you have at least $55 in your bank account that you can guarantee that no matter what happens in your life or comes up, that that bill will be paid on time for that month. Now, we actually paid $1,600 because, you know, we're always looking to pay stuff down and, you know, use things and do stuff like that. But the point is, is that if you always have your auto pay on or you have a reminder to just pay your minimum balance, that will help you be on time with accounts no matter what happens. Yes. The... The next is the new balance as of 828. So that's really important because people, that is the balance that is on your credit report. It is not the balance that's on your card as you're looking at your app. It's not the balance that you think you have. This is the balance that is on your credit report. And that's super important because what does that affect? Your credit score. Yes. (laughs) And a lot of people make a mistake too because they'll make a payment the month before. And in this particular instance, it's 1600. But what if we use the credit card for another big purchase. Okay. I'm down to or, or what if, okay, what if you have an automated payment that only mm-hmm. happens two times a year and you totally forgot about it. Okay. Man, talk about yeah. everything that happens to our clients. Absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is, is that you have it on auto pay to just pay the minimum payment, but you forgot that you signed up for whatever this is and it only mm-hmm. bills you twice a month. This is how you get into trouble because you're not mm-hmm. paying attention to these statements and these details that we're breaking down for you right now. So continue on, Samantha. And they're so obvious. They're in bold, they're in bold writing and lettering. You just got to take a moment's glance. And if something doesn't add up, then that's when you really need to be checking and double checking. The next is the payment due date. So that's the date that your payment is due. And again, people, whenever you make that payment, it is not the payment that is going to reflect your credit report. This says that the payment due date is um, September 24th. And the statement period technically for this period would end September 28th. So if you're making charges or like Angela says, you have those automated charges that fall within that very small window, which I know our clients are always trying to get as many miles as they possibly can for their money. You can have so many charges and you can max out your card within a short period of time without even knowing. And again, that balance, that huge payment that you made on the 24th isn't going to reflect. So you want to make sure that those dates that you know all the dates that are, because even if you made a payment and you think you covered your minimum payment because I've made paid more than $55, you want to make sure that there isn't a payment due because the payment due date is different from the statement date. Yes. Yes. Very different. Absolutely. Yeah. Very, very good. Okay. Um, That's pretty much everything that goes on. There's a lot of disclosures, which I highly recommend at least reading once. Um, It has like a minimum payment warning. If you only make the minimum payment each period, you will pay more in interest and it will take you longer to pay off your balance. So... 
that's we're always a big looking thing. to save money. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing too, because we're always talking about utilization with our clients. And specifically, let's say with these airlines cards, what a lot of clients will do is they will advance purchase miles when it's that time of the year. So when you have these types of cards, what you'll find out is with airline rewards cards is that a couple of times um, a year, they will send out a notice that says that you can buy miles at a very low uh, rate. Okay. So let's say you can get Yes, let's say you can get 50,000 miles for X amount of dollars, okay? So it's really important to make sure that you pay attention to that too because when you're breaking things down, what you will see is that you'll see that there's your regular or standard purchases and then your standard advanced purchases and the interest rate that may change because with some companies, the way that they do their advanced purchasing is that they charge a higher interest rate on that advanced purchase. But if you have really good credit and you've you know, gotten this credit card with really good credit scores, chances are it will not be an accelerated or um, a, a bigger interest rate. But really important to know and understand when you're looking at these things is also to look at your credits. Okay, to look at your purchases that you had before. And the really big thing that I want you to pay attention to is the cash advances. Okay, those of you that use cash advances on your credit cards, first of all, I want to tell you it's not really a good practice. And the reason for that is, is because it's super expensive. And what you're doing when you're paying off your credit card is that you're paying that down your cash advance first before you pay down the principal of anything else that you owe. But going back to what I was saying about utilization factor is that if you have something where you're, let's say once a year, you're buying a ton of miles because you know you're going to travel, but you don't use that credit card anymore throughout the year, that's not a good practice, right, Samantha? Because what does it do? Because it it decreases your credit because it's not showing that you're using your card and you are a bigger risk to do that than you are to consistently be using the card. Even when you're trying to pay down the balance or you're trying to really reduce your debt, use it for $5 gum or something. Use it for anything to show utilization to show that you're still committed to using the card. You might just be using it a little bit less to pay down your balances because they will straight up close that card. Right. And you really only have to do it once every 90 days. But if your tradition is to buy a bunch of miles on a yearly basis with this particular type of credit card, but that's all you do, and then you pay it down throughout the year, unfortunately, this credit card is posing more of a risk or a hazard to your credit score than it is helping you. And really to avert that, like Samantha said, is you really only have to make a small purchase once every 90 days. So the other thing to pay attention to when we're looking at the account summary that we were just going over is the fees and interest. Now, there is also a portion of those fees that they're talking about where you will see if there are fees, that usually means that you have a late fee that has been uh, added to your statement. And that, um, yeah. Angela, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would that fee include maybe like a yearly fee or a membership Absolutely. fee as well? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And then it will break down in the actual summary of charges 
Okay, but before we get there, it's really important to look at this front page and have an understanding of what's owed and how it's broken down and what it's broken down into so that then you can go to the next page, like we turn the page and we look at the cardholder summary and the business account summary. Okay. Now, this is really important to look at the cardholder summary because, you know, maybe you share a card with um, a parent or a spouse or your children. Employees. Employees. Absolutely. And, you know, you're like, wait a minute. Why is my bill $2,000? I didn't spend any of this money. And then you go right to the cardholder summary and you can see who the culprit is. Okay, (laughs) so it's really important to pay attention to that when you are managing a credit card with several individuals that have the same utilization that you do and the availability to use this particular card. Now, moving right along. Um, You will see the business account summary, okay? And this is usually going to break down the type of payments that you've had over a period of time and the charges that you've had. Now, we're looking at a credit card that there hasn't been a ton of charges on in several months. However, because I, I practice what I preach, I do use this credit card once every 90 days, Okay. And I have been using this and, and I actually used the miles too. <laughs> so where are we going? What's that? No, I use, so where are we going? I use them already. So, you know, oh. part of what you can do once again is that mm-hmm. you could advance purchase miles. So we actually used them when we went to Cancun last year. Yeah, I want to go there. Yeah, it's a beautiful place. So <laughs> um, anyway, so then the next thing you'll go down to is you'll see the activity the activity of each person that has a credit card and what they've spent and where they've spent it. So, you know, if your wife is out there buying shoes that you didn't agree upon and you guys didn't sit down and say, hey, you know what, this is what we're going to splurge on this month, you'll be able to see it there. Or if your husband did, okay, because that's a joke. (laughs) everybody that knows ralph bassard knows that he is a shoe freak that's what i was gonna say (laughs) exactly (laughs) so um anyways then the thing that you'll see here once again is the fees charged and the total fees for this period and that will always break down what those fees are the next thing is the interest charge interest charged to standard purchases it will break it down whether you're being charged for standard or advanced purchases. So it's really, really good to look at that. The next thing is that you want to pay attention to for for those of you out there that do budgets. And I always recommend doing budgets is that you can look at your totals for year to date. And you can look at how much interest you've paid. You can look at how much money you've spent with this particular credit card. And you can weigh the risk or the benefits that you have with this particular credit card and if you want to keep it. Now, am I saying to close a credit card? Absolutely not. I'm not saying to do that. However, if it's the best option for you and there are better options, then there are times to do that. And the reason for that is, is that you don't want to open or close any credit cards when you're in the midst of a transaction. So if you're buying a piece of real estate, if you're getting a loan, if you're buying a car, whatever it is that you're doing, you always want to make sure that you plan ahead for those types of things. Because anytime you have a new 
credit card, you close a credit card, you close a loan or open a loan, it negatively impacts your credit history for up to 60 or 90 days. And it's not because you're doing something bad. It's just because credit has a mathematical algorithm that is looking at ratios. And when things change, you've heard me say it's much like the game Jenga. You're building up the blocks and then in the middle you pull something down and everything falls back down to the ground and you have to build it up again. Well, that's what happens when you unfortunately, uh, you know, have a new credit card or you close a loan is that things unbalance and they have to balance back again. And what is mathematics always trying to do? It's trying to balance itself out. So again, it's only temporary when this happens, but we want to have that temporary Um, I'll call it a problem, so to speak, when we are not planning to do a transaction. So I hope that this was very helpful to you. I hope this has encouraged you to look at your statements, whether you do it like the young and the restless over there, Samantha, (laughs) or you do it like the old and gold over here uh, <laughs> uh, with A to the N to the G. It doesn't matter how you do it, how you slice it. It's all about paying attention, folks. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So I thank you very much for showing up to your credit today. Once again, if you have not subscribed to this show, hit that subscribe button. Tell all your friends and family about the amazing tips and information that you're learning from this voice here, A to the N to the G and S A M. Sam. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time, guys. 